Hello, lovely podcast people. How are you? I hope you're all doing very, very well. Now, I was just listening to um, another fitness person, Emma Story Gordon, and her podcast. It's called the ESG Fitness Podcast, and it's really, really good. And on it, she said how much she loves podcasting and how much podcasting is her favorite thing to do and how um, she just really likes it. And you know what? I was thinking about it, and I'm like... Me too. I really love recording these podcasts. And I just wanted to make sure that I let you know that. I let you know that you're very important to me. And I know recently, well, actually recently, I've been a lot more effective in getting this done. But over the longer term recent, does that make sense? Is that even a phrase? Over the first half of this year, shall we say, I probably haven't been as consistent as I'd, I'd like to be, and I would really like to be. That's for many reasons. One, I've written a lot more on my blog. Um, two, I moved around the world. Uh, things like that. So, you know, I think that's fair. But anyway, that's not what today is about. But I just wanted to let you know how much I value you being here, how much I value um, people listening to this, and how much I value people sharing it on Instagram, and how much I value the uh, reviews that come in and all of those things. So if you've done that, then uh, thank you so much. And I love you for it. And it, it fills me, me with absolute joy. I was going to say it fills my knees with joy. But what I meant to say is it makes my knees shake with joy. And um, so thank you so much. And the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, uh, if you shared it, reviewed it, liked it, all those things, just thank you so much. And if you haven't, then if you wouldn't mind doing that as a little favor to me today that would be absolutely beautiful right sorry let's get to the point of the podcast so i don't think i actually shared this with you when um when i set it all up and i cracked on with it so over the last eight weeks i've been doing oh no i did yes so on the 5th of august i recorded a podcast for you called my fitness journey the strong and confident 30-day challenge it was episode 93 can you believe it done 93 episodes um and on that we uh, i i outlined what i was planning to do well 30 days has since passed even though i recorded that on the 5th of august and today is what the 1st of september um i've basically completed the challenge and I was just going to talk to you about what happened. Now, I've done a post on Instagram. I'm yet to do the TikTok video on it. But um, it's been very, very interesting. So I'll just do a quick recap for you. So back in, when would it have been? Late July. Um, I weighed 85.2 kilograms, which for me is a lot heavier, not a lot heavier, but for me is probably four, maybe three to four kilos more than I'd expect to weigh. And most of it was body fat. So here at the gym, we have scanners called bioscans. And whether you believe they give you an accurate reading or not about your body fat percentages and things like that is is not necessarily, it doesn't really matter because what I was doing is it was the only form of thing I was tracking. So whether I actually had, what is it, 13.6 total fat mass is irrelevant. That's what the scanner said, and that's what I was using to mark my progress with. 
And it also said I had 16% body fat. And to be fair, if you was to look at me then and now and, and everything else, and you'd probably say that's quite, that's a fairly good estimate. It's not very inaccurate. So that's not bad. So that's where I was. I was at 16% body fat and I was at 13.6 kilos of fat mass. And my muscle was still pretty high. Like it was 71.6 kilos of muscle, um, which is more muscle than I thought I'd have on my body. <laughs> Just looking at me. Uh, yeah, so they're the two kind of things I was really focused on and looking at. And in truth, I'd have loved to have tried to have got the muscle up a bit more. Um, but the, the main goal was it was a calorie deficit time. It was time to shave away that body fat again that had crept up um, since I moved to Australia. Then, so that was end of July, no, end of June, end of June. Then kind of like end of July, I took another scan and I'd, I'd lost two kilos. I went from 85.2 to 83.2. Then my body fat percentage went from 16% down to 13.7%. And then my total fat mass went from 13.6 to 11.4. So that first month, those first 30 days, of like the last eight weeks went went very well, like bang on track. Um, and to be fair, like in terms of the process, which I'll tell you about in a little bit, but not a lot changed, you know. Um, well, no, that's not true. Like I got focused, um, but yeah, I, I, to say, was it difficult to lose that weight? Probably not. I probably wasn't aware I'd gained as much weight as I had gained. And I knew... I know where I need to be at in order to create that kind of change in my body. And so it was just a case of, okay, come on, you've had your fun. Let's go, Adam, let's go. And then I kind of, and from the end of July to the end of August, I decided to start recording it more on social media. And I decided to start recording it more um, on Instagram, sort of TikTok, making videos about it um, to kind of share the, the journey with everybody else. Um, and so that all came to a conclusion yesterday and yesterday I came in at 82.8 kilograms. So I lost another kilo. Um, my fat mass, I'd lost 400 grams. I'd got to 11, um, 11 kilos of fat mass and my body fat percentage come down from 13.7 to 13.3. And crucially, my visceral fat went from over the whole process, went from seven to five, which isn't a bad bad outcome um and my measurements have changed as well my waist hip ratio and things like that which we know is you know a good indicator of physique now interestingly my lean body mass has stayed near enough the same the whole time that was me dropping my mic <laughs> sorry um yeah like it started at 71.6, went up to 71.8, and stayed at 71.8. So, how did I do this? And the photos are on Instagram if you want to look at them. Uh, it's at the gym starter if you're not familiar. Um, and the, the story of the, like the scans and everything are on there too. Now, how did I manage to do this? Well, first things first is I, um, I was lucky enough to get a personal trainer for two sessions a week. Not that um, exercise creates weight loss, as we sort of now know, but exercise definitely focuses the mind on the outcomes that create weight loss. 
God, I need to write that down. And that's, that is really the crucial aspect of creating, if you're after losing, if you want to lose weight, if that is one of your goals, and if it's not happy days, welcome. Um, and if it is happy days, welcome. Um, but if that is one of your goals, exercise alone is not going to cut it. Um, a new study has just come out to reveal that just because we do more exercise, it doesn't necessarily mean we burn more calories. We get a diminishing return amount of calories we burn. So kind of like you have to exponentially do more and more and more and more and more exercise, which is not realistic for a normal life. So from there, we have to look at nutrition. So I managed to engage a personal trainer, uh, which luckily here at Vision is pretty easy. I've got good access to them. And, and my boss here was like, come on, let's get you out of this funk you're in. And he um, he was willing to, to let a personal trainer train me, which was very kind of him. And so I did two sessions a week um, with him, just half hour sessions, strength sessions. Um, some of them you can find on TikTok at the gym starter, if you didn't know. Uh, me just kind of, and all we've done is lunges, overhead presses. Um, I don't know if there's been any bench pressing. Yeah, some bench pressing, some pull-ups. That's it, really. Some push-ups. That's it. I then also tried to get my steps up. I wanted to get my steps back up to 10,000 a day. And I've been pretty successful at that. And then I also wanted to make sure that I swam. So I've tried to swim at least once a week because I've noticed big differences in my body when I swim. And I think swimming is a very underutilized exercise for not only a cardio outcome, but also a, an easily accessible cardio outcome in the sense that you don't get anywhere near as, as like exhausted and puffy and tired and and you don't feel as... I, I personally feel like you don't feel like as much as a failure swimming as you do on a treadmill if you're finding it difficult. Um, and yeah, and so I, I put in some swimming as well. And that's basically it. Um, in terms of my exercise, but, and, and I split that over sort of maybe four times a week. And I tried to do one extra strength session myself. So I did three workouts and then I'd maybe do cardio, like swim maybe once or twice a week, which might sound like a lot, but sometimes the swims are only 10 minutes. Sometimes I just like being in the gym environment. So I just chill in like the recovery pool or, or like the, um, the steam room or something just just because I like to be in there. And it was just a way to kill time as opposed to sitting down watching TV. It's a way of kind of being semi-active. Like if you surround yourself with people who are doing things that are also aligned to what you're trying to do, that's going to make you want to do it more, right? It's just it's just life. You know, we are the, the sum of the parts of the people we spend the most amount of time with. So I did that. And then my nutrition is obviously where it really kicked in. Now, I am a bit of a food robot, luckily. I don't get me wrong, I do emotionally react to food like anyone does. But for instance, I could eat three eggs and beans on toast every single day for the rest of my life without really getting bored of it. Uh, I can eat salads most days without stressing too much. I'm also vegetarian. So finding my protein was difficult, which is probably one little reason why i um, where the muscle maybe didn't go up as much, but also like, I don't think I could get much, much, much more muscle on my body. I'm definitely stronger. Like I'm definitely moving stronger. My physique is stronger. I look stronger. 
than I think I might have ever looked. But my muscle, like the indicators of my muscle over my whole body have probably not increased relatively to how I feel. And that's something else as well, the parity between our brain and what we see. But that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, So I did that. So my nutrition, I did pretty much eat three eggs and beans on toast every day. Um, I started eating a bit more fruit. I would have oats for breakfast in the morning most days, not every day, but most days. Uh, I'd make sure every dinner, but I always make sure every dinner is a big helping of, a massive helping indeed of uh, vegetables with some kind of temper or tofu or something like that. Other things that I dialed up on my nutrition, I probably started drinking a bit more water, um, less alcohol, probably not actually. One thing I did do is actually, no, probably because I replaced alcoholic beer with zero alcohol beer and that that works for me in terms of just an option to keep the calories down a little bit so one of the biggest things you can do when it comes to looking after your calories is just substitutions like just clever substitutions so for me a really easy simple straightforward substitution is zero alcohol beer in place of alcohol beer we know alcohol has seven seven calories per gram and we know if I was to have a beer, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, 330 mils, the alcoholic one would have more calories in it. It's just straightforward as that. Plus, if you drink alcohol, then obviously other things occur to your body. You sleep, you probably won't sleep as well. And therefore, you're going to have, um, you're going to find it a lot harder to, what's the word I'm looking for? God, brain fart, brain fart you're going to find it harder to sleep and therefore find it harder to stay on top of your nutrition the following day. Uh, What else? Um, Yeah, so there was that substitution. What other kind of substitutions did I make? One big thing I did do is I cut back on chips and dip or crisps and dip. I got into a bit of a habit. Even though I kind of have a bright line in my life, here they sell the most incredible crisps. They're called... Thai chili and wild lime, and they, they're made by the company Kettle. And you get them and a bit of avocado dip that has like cream cheese in it. I don't think I've ever looked at the calories, but it, I, I just, because I just don't want to know. But like, it is just beautiful, this combination. And I'm not going to lie, like, during the period where my body weight went up, I was definitely in a, a lower mood I probably wouldn't say I was depressed but I was definitely in a lower mood and I don't think I've ever been depressed um, so yeah so I wouldn't want to I don't want to say I was when I wasn't because um, I don't want to cheapen people who do struggle with that obviously um, I think we have to be a lot, lot more careful about our verbiage when it comes to things like that but I was definitely in a lower mood and I was definitely in a bit of a, a funk should we say and so I just it was nuts. I, even though I have a bright line of eating these crisps once a week, like I will engage in trying to make a packet, like a fairly big packet, like a share size packet, like a high sweet chili sensation sort of packet size of um, of crisps, trying to eat one of those a week. But I reckon I was probably getting through two a week um, with the dip as well. So there again, I'm compounding the calories because I'm putting dip on top of it as well. 
And so that definitely wasn't helping me. So I cut that out. Like I struggled at first, to be honest, but I really cut it out. Like I didn't think I even thought about it for the last three weeks of my cut. So I did that as well. And honestly, that was about it. Like I knew a lot of my nutrition was already in place because it always is because I don't vary a lot in the foods I eat. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't creating behaviors that was making me want to keep on top of it. Even though I knew my nutrition was okay and I just had to make some clever substitutions, cut a few things out and I'd create a result. Even though it was really easy for me to do that, when I was in my funk, I didn't want to do it. I chose not to do it. I was choosing to avoid it. And that's very important to remember that even though the barrier of entry is low, we can procrastinate about something so much and so often. And we all do that all of the time. And I was just hiding behind the way I was feeling. I was just hiding behind enjoying not taking action. And I'd convinced myself as well. I was like, that's right, I'm building muscle. Leave me alone. Um, But the truth is, actually, I wasn't building muscle. Because actually, I've now built more muscle, right? So I go into this state where, it's quite funny, actually. I go into this state where when I'm not really caring about food and life, I'll excuse putting on weight as muscle building. I'll be like, I'm calorie surplus, I'm muscle building, right? But actually, when you look at the stats, back in the first scan, like at the end of July or start of July, um, my lean body mass was 71.6. And then at the end, so now it's 71.8. So it's gone up by 200 grams. So actually, I wasn't building muscle. I was just building fat. But I was excusing it as that. And the reason I knew I was not building muscle was because I wasn't working out. I wasn't taking the actions that would help. So my point being, every time I went to the gym, did a workout, did a swim, did something useful, did something productive for me, it strengthened my resolve to tidy up my nutrition. Now, you can't create weight loss with exercise. You just can't. It, you can't do enough exercise to create that. All right, I'm sorry. You just can't. But what exercise does do is it gives you that guidance. It gives you that feeling of absolute desire to compound. In the same way I was compounding my negative feelings with eating crisps and dip. When I started exercising again, I was compounding my happy feelings which with with proper nutrition so i was i you know and i was doubling down on looking after myself as opposed to doubling down on not looking after myself and that's a really important thing to understand i i see this with clients an awful lot that they 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 think that they're going to exercise for weight loss and the truth is is that weight loss isn't a big enough motivator to make you go through a strength session. It's just not. It's not, like, it might be for a very brief period, but that will not sustain you through it. Because you won't get the result in terms of weight loss that you're after quick enough for the amount of effort you're having to put in in the gym. So your motivation stops. 
what you will get is a guide a guide it'll be like a beacon in the sand it'll be something you can follow i've got to work out how do i get my nutrition right around that how do i make sure that the time spent in the gym isn't wasted and the weight loss occurs as a result of the training session because of how it makes you want to look after your nutrition not because of the calories you burnt when exercising Now, what else have I learned during this cut? I've learned that I'm no happier. Uh, 80, whatever it is, whatever I weigh now. I'd see, I don't even care. It's just a number. 82.8 kilograms compared to 85.2. And you'll be going, yeah, but you said, Adam, you said you was in a funk and all the rest of it. Yeah, I was. I was in a funk. But I'm not happier because I lost weight. I'm happier because I started looking after myself again. And they're very two important things to do. Like correlation doesn't equal causation or is it causation doesn't equal correlation? I don't know. Someone like Emma or Ben Carpenter will be able to tell you that phrase properly. I'm not clever enough to be able to figure it out. But and what do I mean by that? Just because I've got a lower weight now and I'm happier, that doesn't mean those two are related. What it does mean is that I'm happier now because... I have done things that have proved to me that I can look after myself. I've done, I've engaged in a process that I've executed on. I've enjoyed doing it. And therefore, I am, and there, my brain keeps disappearing on me today. I've enjoyed doing it and therefore I'm happier. I'm happy because I've enjoyed doing something. I'm not happier simply because I weigh four and a half kilos less. Don't get me wrong, I'm a little bit happy that sharing a cut and how to lose weight, being a personal trainer on Instagram and sharing it publicly like that, I did manage to make it a success. Like, I'm a little bit happy about that because here's another thing I learned. There was times during this, like, if you go to the Instagram post where I've, I've put it up and the um, you can see that my daily scale readings over the month, uh, there was a, a period when it just kept going up. So pretty much when I first started. So my first weight was... Well, you know what it was. Um, it was like 82 and a half. And then it went up and it went up and it nearly peaked at 84. I went up to like 83.9 um, in the last four weeks. And I was like, this is not good because I'm not... And I, I did some like content around this. I was saying, like, if I was just focused on that and I didn't give myself enough space, if I didn't carry on tracking the way I was and if I didn't commit to weighing myself every day and I stopped and I stopped at the point upon which the scale told me I was 80 sort of 4 83.9 or whatever it was if I'd have stopped then I'd have just come away feeling like a failure I'd have come away feeling like an absolute failure but actually what happened is I gave it another few days and it dropped and it dropped and it dropped. And suddenly the graph went from only going up to now looking like it was going down. And all I did was give it time. All I did was give it patience. All I did was put myself into the process and trusted that I knew what I was doing. And then again, it's interesting. You can kind of see the same cycle. And I'm going to carry on weighing myself every day because it'd be interesting to see over, like grab that data over a longer period of time. But you can see like it started to spike up again. Granted, I was like 
the most recent spike on it, um, which is near the end, is probably a result of being at a wedding at the weekend. So I obviously have retained a lot of water from drinking tons of alcohol and eating lots of food, Krispy Kreme donuts. And yeah, so we're there. Like there's there's some spikes there. And the other big spike was because I'd had a night of indulging with Talia, eating pizza and enjoying myself. Uh, because lockdown ended and it took me a few days to recover from that in terms of the scale but it didn't but and and that's the key here as well right yeah okay um the scale does go up it will go up it's just life right and i indulged and it went up of course it did i indulged it went up there's nothing wrong with that i I know what happened but the key is i i got and you hear me say this all the time i got back on track I just let it drop again. I just got back into it and I just went, let's go. Come on, trust yourself. And trust myself, I did. And and that was that was a hard lesson. I've tried things like this before. I've tried sharing journeys like this before. And I was petrified. I was always going to fail. Um, and I'd do it for a couple of days and give up. And the sense of accomplishment I have from just completing 30 days of this is not to be underestimated. Like, I'm really happy about that. That's really, really awesome for me because I've never done something like this before, ever. And I I think that's kind of it, really, um, because I don't really know what else to say other than go and, go and check it out. Like, look at what's happened. Look at the changes in my body. And you'll see the work in process pictures. Like, there's not huge change but there is not like you can see change what i would say is you might look at it and think there's more change than the actual stats suggest just by looking at the pictures which is why work in progress pictures are a really awesome way of tracking your progress or you might look at it and go oh he hasn't really changed much and then you'll look at it and go oh okay he lost another like he lost 400 grams of fat. I, I, I'll let you choose for yourself. It's very hard for me to do one of those photos without tensing. I've got to be honest. Um, yeah. So, but I can see different definitions. I can see like definitions that have kind of built upon, as it were. Um, so you can see like the start, the definition at the start of August, and then the end of August, you can see where I've just maximised that. It's definitely more definition in my arms. Potentially my chest. Yeah, I think my chest. Uh, it's looking a little fuller. Um, my abdominals probably look a bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, and things like that. So, you know, and obviously work in progress pictures are always hard to replicate perfectly. Of course. So there's an element of that as well. But they're not edited or anything. They're just thrown up as they were. Because transparency is important. So that's kind of what I learned. On Instagram today, someone left me the question of what did you learn from doing this this 30 day cut and um it was really good really good and it got me thinking so i'm just gonna to finish i'm just gonna rattle through those and then i'm gonna leave you with some actionable points from today's podcast so uh what did you learn so i learned that environment plays a huge part in my ability to stay active another reason i wasn't able to stay active was because the only space i had to work out in was the gym i work in and i find that very difficult i find i need a different space and so um during this process i got a different gym membership 
and that's where I can swim and things like that. And that made a huge difference to my ability to want to look after myself. Um, what else did I learn? That my outward accountability via social media education definitely helped me. So I didn't just want to say social media because I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I remember this when I first started. People used to always say, why don't you tell people to like share their story on social media? Um, like let them set up their goals on social media and tell tell the world, it'll keep them more accountable. And I actually don't think as a strategy, I don't think that has ever worked uh, with anyone I've come across personally. However, what I would say is the fact that I've framed it in the mode of educating people really helped me because I adore educating people. I know through education I can change someone's life because it's what's changed my life and it's what changes all of my clients' lives. So rather than just sharing my fitness story on on Instagram, which is very wanky, it just is. It's very self-indulgent. And it's what I personally think is what very bad coaches do. I, I wanted to educate with it and that definitely helped me. The fact that every day I was doing it to myself to help educate one person made a massive, massive difference. Um, And it kept me on track. And it's another reason I put a lot of pressure on myself to not let everyone down because I wanted to educate you well. And, you know, there would have been lessons learned through failure, of course, but that wasn't the goal. And then three, oh yeah, in truth, I don't really care what my body does more than what productivity I create. Let me say that again. I really messed that up. I don't really care what my body does more than what productivity I create. So what I mean by that is I don't care about the shape or the size of my body more than being productive. You'll hear me say this all the time. Don't focus on reduction, focus on production. When it comes to losing weight, when it comes to keeping fit, when it comes to being healthy. And that is exactly what I mean by that. I don't care what shape my body is. Like I took those photos, I didn't care. Like. I didn't care that they were, whether they had more definition or less definition. I didn't really care whether they'd lost weight or not because I'd already put my all into the process. I'd already put my all into what it was I was doing and I already put my all into making sure that that change was going to occur. And no one could take away the feeling that I had of fulfillment and sense of achievement just because the photos didn't come out right or just because the the scanner didn't say that I'd achieved this, that or the other. I produced, I produced, I produced a result, yes, but I also produced um, action. And that action has made me far happier than whatever my body looks like or whatever my body has done. Um, Number four, I'm no happier now at a lower weight than I was at a higher weight. I think I've already gone into this a little bit. Um, I'm happier because I executed a process. That process could have been without the result of weight loss. Absolutely, it could have been. And to be fair, I didn't really know if I... I knew from 85 I'd be able to lose weight. But from the 83 down to the 82, I wasn't sure. Because I knew I was carrying that little bit more muscle than I probably ever have. Because I'm definitely stronger than I've ever been in my life. And I just didn't know. I didn't know if it'd be possible. Um, and that worried me a little bit as well because obviously I don't have like you'll hear people say like if someone has more body fat to lose I don't 
I don't have more body fat to lose. I do not have a lot to lose. So I'm always, you know, like really fighting over small grams here. Um, you know, a kilo for me is huge. A kilo to me is potentially five or 10 kilos to someone else, like relative, because I can't get my frame any leaner. Not and have an element of happiness. And I'm never going to sacrifice my happiness uh, for my fitness. So, yeah, so that's really important. Yeah, it's very important. I'm, I'm definitely not happier. And that process resulted in the weight loss. I'm happier because I did 10,000 steps a day. I'm happier because I focused on meditating a little bit more. I'm happier because I feel like I've helped some people. I'm happier because I managed to prove to myself that I could do a 30-day challenge like this. That's it. That's what I'm happy about. It's not about anything else. Um, it's not about that number at all. Uh, number four. Oh, I did four twice. Number five. I think swimming is a very effective exercise. I've already got into that. But for me personally, for clearing my head, like when I'm in the gym, I find it very hard to relax because I've always got a camera or I've always like on social media or whatever. Like I just, I find it very hard to escape when I'm lifting weights. However, when I'm swimming, I have no choice. And I just love that feeling of freedom. When I was in the National Youth Theatre, we uh, sang a song. It, it, excuse my singing, but you're going to experience it. And it was, I wish I knew how it would feel to be free remove all the chains that keep holding me um that song i think it's a uh oh, not aretha franklin oh i can't remember but it's it's like a an old classic soul song um from from america and i just love it oh people are gonna kill me how can i not remember her name Oh, I bet you're all screaming at me. And when I swim, I feel like that. I feel like a bird who can fly. I feel free. I feel um, like, because I have such a long body, in the pool is like the only place I can feel like I can really stretch it out. And it's also a place that I want to stretch it out. So like, I yeah, I could just stretch in the gym, but I don't because I don't enjoy doing it. But I really enjoy, really enjoy being in the water and experiencing that. Um, so that's that. And then five, how very hard it is to trust the process, even though I know it to be true. And I've gone into that as well. Like trusting the process when it looks like the evidence coming back at you is against you is very, very difficult. But if you, but my faith from that came from the fact I knew I was executing in the process. Most people don't trust the process when they know they're not following it. And that is a good note to finish on. So actionable things from my 30-day challenge for you to um, take away that hopefully you can learn from. Number one, don't exercise for weight loss. Control your nutrition for weight loss. Number two, use your exercise as a beacon of light to help you stay on track with your nutrition. Number three, you won't be happier when you lose weight. You will be happier when you go through the process of losing weight. It's a very important distinction that you need to understand. 
Uh, what else have I got? Number four, focus on production, not reduction. And number five, oh, I don't think I've got the fifth one. Maybe you've got something else that you can share with me in the, uh, in the review below. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me on this journey. If you have any further questions on this podcast or you need to reach out or anything like that, then you know where you can hit me up. Um, it's at the gym starter on TikTok, on Instagram, Adam at the gym starter on my emails. And that's everything. Um, you have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to speak to you again. Hello, lovely podcast people. How are you? I hope you're all doing very, very well. Now, I was just listening to um, another fitness person, Emma Story Gordon, and her podcast. It's called the ESG Fitness Podcast. And it's really, really good. And on it, she said how much she loves